There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I have a great show ahead. Willa Ford is on the show today. Now, Willa wrote and performed one of my all-time favorite pop songs, I Want to Be Bad. I Want to Be Bad peaked at number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100 back in 2001, and that era of pop was so amazing. Willa was kind enough to stop by to talk about all things pop music of that era. We talked about some of the figureheads in pop, people like Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Christina, Jessica, Mandy, so much more. We talked about TRL. We talked about a lot of that early aughts stuff that you know I love. Also, Willa is returning to the spotlight later this year. She's an interior designer now. She's going to be having a new show. I can't wait for all of us to see it. I'm very excited. So uh, we also talked about mental health, online bullying, and so much more. I think it's a really great conversation. I'm biased, but (laughs) I love chatting with her. So I want to play just a little clip of I Want to Be Bad, and I want to encourage everyone to check out some of her other music. There's a song called Did You Understand That, which I just loved so, so much. And of course, A Toast to Men, and uh, her version of Santa Baby is amazing too. So check out some of her other stuff. I want to play a clip of the iconic, truly iconic, I Want to Be Bad. And then uh, we'll hop right into my interview with Willa Ford, Queen Icon Legend. If you say you want me, tell me how you gonna be. Hey Royce, Yo. I want to be Guys, I'm here with icon queen legend Willa Ford. Willa, that was such a big intro. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big intro, but I'm so excited to have you on the show. We've been trying to get make this happen for a yes. while because I am such a huge fan of your music, but that's also insane. I'm super excited to hear about your interior design work too. Yeah, that's a big a big change, right? A big change. How did that change happen? So I know a lot of people are very confused by it. So basically. You know, I, I sang and danced since I was very, very small and, and went into the music business. And, you know, there was just a lot of unfortunate stuff that happened. And honestly, it just was not an easy place for me to be. I went home and took some time. And as you know, in the music business, I mean, if you're not pumping stuff out constantly, it's sort of over. So there was just a lot of stuff that happened and it was kind of done for me in the music business per se. And then I went into acting and I loved it. I was having fun, but I was just not filled just not filling a purpose. Like it just did not feel. Yeah. And I, I think that came from songwriting, right? Mm. If I, if I wrote a song and I finished it and I heard it, it was finished for some reason. I wasn't getting the same thing from when I finished a film because I didn't create it. And so I always had an affinity for design and doing homes and, when I moved to Texas with my first husband, <laughs> sound like that now, yeah. uh, with my first husband, um, I did our whole home with a designer who became a dear friend. 
and said to me, you know, you, you could do this yourself. I'm just showing you the places to go. And so when I went through my divorce and I came back to Los Angeles, I started auditioning and doing all of that again. And for film stuff. Yeah, for film and TV. And I was doing stuff. And I just, I just got tired of somebody else telling me if I was enough. I just really got tired of it. So... I met with my husband now, and he saw that I was designing. Very hot NFL player, former He's NFL player. Very, yes. very cute. <laughs> and I only do cute. No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was the one that said, you know, you're doing this for free for all these friends, and it's such incredible work. And more friends are asking you because they see, you know, you should turn this into a business, just a side hustle, so that when you aren't booking jobs, you don't feel like you're waiting for a job. Unfulfilled. And this is my husband. He's like such a business guy. And so I started the company, and it just blew up. Yeah immediately. Um, and that was it. I never looked back. You know, I'm starting to get into interior design a little bit because this is the first place I've lived in where it's like not the small. You're adulting. Not, it's like my first adulting mm-hmm. apartment. You know, I've always lived in like studios yeah. or like really shitty places. But so I'm starting to kind of get fresh into it. Yeah. And I always say I love home goods. I think we made it, might have talked about this. Oh my gosh. This. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the hell that is home goods. <laughs> you, I, no, I love I have that. I love hate. I, know, I have right? a love hate with home goods. It's not really with home goods that I have the love hate. It's, it's the, the people. The people. I, I see what you're saying. Home goods. Um, but so where do you shop at? Where do you like to go for interior um, stuff? Well, you- I, so now I'm like, I do mostly trade stuff. So I go to Pacific Design Center and I, um, I love to source locally. So I, over time, have made relationships with families that build furniture, um, beautiful, gorgeous wood tables by a company called Arbor Exchange, which is a family owned and ran company. Uh, my guy that does all of my draperies and recovers everything. And Octavio, his whole family, I I just, I try to keep things sourced as local as possible Mm. because of emissions. We don't realize that like shipping that couch, you know, is pretty bad for the environment. So we're really trying to be a little more aware of how we purchase. Um, did your eyes just glaze over? Was that super boring? No, 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 no I love it. I told you, I'm like fascinated yeah. by interior design. Yeah, but I mean, as far as rugs, you know, it just depends on somebody's budget. I've yeah. done everything from gone to living spaces or rugs USA and yeah. found killer deals to having custom Ebenista vintage 30-year-old pieces that cost $30,000. So it just depends on somebody's budget, yeah, you know, as to, as to where that lands me and their taste value, right? Yeah. Some people... They have to have the nicest. Some people have money and they don't want to spend it all. So I just try to sort of base my budget based on the person. Yeah. Now I want to back up and talk a little bit more about the music career. I I was doing some research last night and I was trying to figure out like why I and so many other gays Mm -hmm. like have been such a fan of I want to be bad and and some of your older music. And I was really trying to think about it. And I think I, I can't speak for every gay person, but I feel like for me, I was hearing it at a time that I was closeted myself. Correct. And seeing someone who was so in charge of their sexuality mm-hmm. was almost like a fantasy that I and I think many other people had because you seemed so comfortable with your sexuality at the time. So funny. I think that I was like 20 at the time when that came out. And I wrestled with it myself, right? I just was wrestling with who am I and what am I? And I think I just decided to come out guns blazing because that was the exterior. But just like yourself, I'm sure like that was an alter ego to Mm. me because really inside I was still this scared, whatever, but 20 years old. Right. But for me, I got the chance to live this out on MTV and I was like, yes, I'm going to, you know, do this. And I, I do think that I want to be bad was 
it was written when I wrote it about, yeah, I wrote it and it it was about the idea of, I was so tired of all of the record companies telling me that I had to be a goody two shoe. Because that was right around the time Britney would. Everybody was yeah. good. Good you girls, know? Britney, Jessica, Mandy. Yeah. And although it was like with an edge of a twist, it was like even more. I think it's worse when you don't actually just say, this is who I am. This is what I am. Boom. And the record company's like, we need that like really sweet, kind hit. And I went to the studio that day and I was like, we're going to write a song literally the opposite of what they've asked me to do. Right. And. I was, I was just in a place where I was so tired. Why were men allowed to do it? Mm-hmm. So MTV was playing, you know, all these videos with women in bikinis. But they told me that if the lead singer was or whatever was in the bikini, they would not play it if it was a female. And I felt like that's not going to fly. Madonna did not do all of that work for you to now go backwards and tell me that. And I don't think that was MTV necessarily saying it. It was just record companies really wanting you to be good. Yeah. And so that's that's sort of where bad came from. And then I loved that in your community, it it resonated in a way of stop, like just stop pretending, like let it be, like let, let your out. freak flag mm-hmm. fly, like whatever you need to be, be it. And I really had no idea when I wrote the song that it would do that for people. Yeah, I mean, I remember listening to it over and over and I watching it on TRL and just becoming really obsessed with it. And literally since it came out, I don't remember a time where I stopped, it wasn't on like a, a pregame playlist or a workout, <laughs> a workout playlist or whatever it is. And I just found it, I found it so thrilling. And I love that you wrote it. I think that kind of gets lost. And then you were literally performing it everywhere. I was doing my research and you were on live with Regis and Kelly yeah. and you were, you were wearing like a dump him shirt. I was like, Oh, I love these fashions. Yeah. Juicy. Remember juicy, juicy couture? couture, juicy couture made that. Um, oh and God. they like made me a couple pieces and I was like living for it. It was so good. And then also uh MTV spring break, you had like the playboy shirt. And I remember like at that time, everyone was buying like playboy merch. Do you yeah. remember that? It was like oh, such a yeah. weird, it was I, it's so funny. You said that it'll come back around. Don't you it worry. Um, yeah. It was, we were all wearing like Playboy merch. We like cut it up. You know, yeah. we thought we were so cool. Oh was that gosh. whole time period just a blur because you yes. were performing it everywhere? Yes. Yeah. I think that's what people don't understand. And like for recently, like Britney being back in the news. And st- I don't think the people understand. There's just a weird, I can't explain it. You're so grateful for the opportunity and what's happening. There is a weird thing that happens. You are so overworked in just a different way. I don't know how to explain this and overtired and constantly have to be on to a point where it slowly chips away. And I really think, cause I knew Brittany back in the day when she knew me as Mandy Williford. And I really think, I, I really think that's sort of what has happened to her. I think it's a constant, it, it you really pay the price for being Brittany Spears. And I don't, you know, envy that at all. She's such a sweet girl. And just the, it's, yeah, it's so I think during that time, it really was all a blur. I have little moments where I can remember things. Yeah. Like what and sticks I, out? What little moments? Like some spring break MTVs. Uh, my mom and I were talking about it the other day because, so remember when like Master P and his little son, little Romeo. Of course, right? how can right? I forget? Yeah. Okay. How can you can forget? <laughs> so they were the nicest. So I remember Master P just like sitting on the couch, kicking it next to my mom. It's so weird. And then little Romeo accidentally like walked into my dressing room. Oh <laughs> my was, God. like boobs out. Uh, and I remember he came back out and I was like, oh no, I'm so sorry. And Master P looked at my mom and goes, it's okay. It's only the first set of white boobs he's ever seen. <laughs> 
So good. Like stuff like that you can't make up. Yeah. You know, and, and there are such great memories with such incredible artists and people. Yeah. And then there's other stuff that's like an absolute blur. Those MTV spring breaks seemed wild. And I, I know they're rebooting everything on MTV. And it's like, I would love to see that kind of stuff. Because oh I remember gosh. that time period of when the MTV spring break would start. Like I'd sit in front of the TV and I was so excited. Yeah. To just watch anything. So understand <laughs> that the only reason I probably wanted to be a pop star and not an opera singer was because of Cindy Lauper and MTV Spring Break. I watched it like all the time. The fact that my parents let me watch it in the 80s is horrible. Like horrible. I love you, mom. But what? <laughs> and it, it literally made me just want to be in a music video. Yeah. And I hope they bring it back. And I hope it's because it's so fun for the artist. Honestly, the artists have such a good time. I don't know what it's like as somebody participating and just flying down there. We'll have to ask people if they went and how it was. It looked like it was really hot and really bad. Crowded. Very <laughs> like, crowded. Yes. But I could be wrong. Maybe it was amazing. But for us, it was just this really cool experience to meet all of these other artists that we didn't normally uh, get to talk to. Do you have a, a favorite Cindy Lauper song? You mentioned Cindy. Um, <laughs> I actually loved Shebop. Yeah, she pops great. I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. <laughs> like my whole childhood, I have demos of me at like nine or 10 singing she pop. Well, yeah. Guys, it's about masturbation. But that's also like literally, I was 13 years old singing, or I don't know how old I want to be bad, like in the <laughs> well, closet. It wasn't about like, <laughs> I yeah. know it wasn't masturbation, yeah. but yeah. it was still like. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. See, I did exactly what Cindy did. What was your favorite fat? We talked a little bit about fashion. What was your favorite fashions of that time? Oh my God. Like, they were like you, you all the, the juicy, worst, right? by the way. All the worst. The denim on denim on denim is the best. There's a picture of me and like shredded denim pants shredded denim like halter top with like this faux fur and denim jacket and i still remember thinking this is the coolest outfit i will like ever wear in my life yeah. and it it was called the event to prevent uh i think <laughs> who was it it was um like candies and bongo or something was doing like safe sex and i wore that thing and i thought i was so cool i so love bad. that I love that. Now, is it true that I want to be bad? Like you wrote it, but then was it offered to Victoria Beckham? Is that like a rumor? Somebody? No, it wasn't that song. Oh, okay. Um, so there was a song uh, on the record that I did not want to record. Um, innocent girl mm. called "I'm Not Such an Innocent Girl," and I did not want to record it. And the record company pushed me to record it, actually, and I did it. And they promised me that it could just be like a side B. It ended up. I can't remember where if it was on. It wasn't on the record, but it, it was like a side B and Victoria recorded it after that because it only made a side B. So legally they could they have that. And so, yeah, she recorded it, I think, over in Europe. So you were an opera. You were a trained opera singer. Yeah. Do you do you miss music? Are you still? Are you? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So I, I miss music a lot. I actually, you know, went to Nashville and wrote a bunch of country stuff recently. And I, um, you know, there's a part of me that's always going to miss that. It's really interesting having a kid now because I introduce it all to him. When we're in the car, I play everything and I harmonize to everything because I really feel like that's why I had such an ear from a young age is because my parents both sang. Mm. So I, I try to, I try to do it as much as I can, but yeah, I totally miss it. And I saw an interview where you doing, you were doing the whistle register, which not many people yeah. can do the Mariah yeah. whistle register. I was so impressed <laughs> by that. I'm a huge Mariah fan. So I was, Oh, I was such a Mariah fan. That's why oh I like God. learned how to do it. What's your, wait, what's your favorite Mariah song? <sighs> oh, vision of love yeah. was like always, or someday I loved someday. someday I was good bob, when she had that curly hair. I had bopped around the living room to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's so good. so so good. So okay, before the first album, you were on tour with Backstreet Boys. Yes. What was it like to be so young and on a such a huge tour? Because they were huge at that time. Yeah. Um. That's really that that was definitely a blur for me. It was really interesting because it was a time when my record hadn't dropped, but I was already signed to my label, so we were just sort of out there trying to promote that it was coming and it it was good and it was bad i think it would have been better if the single had already released i don't think they should have thrown me in that so fast so the fans would be able to sing along and stuff yeah Yeah. but also i think the fans had made up their minds pretty quickly that they just weren't gonna like me over the boyfriend situation so it became a little bit of a weird thing if hindsight maybe being removed completely from it would have been better but um but it was good experience I enjoyed doing it, yeah. uh, but it was, yeah, I, th- I think you need a single yeah. to tour. I really do. Yeah. You know, you had dated a short time back then, Nick Carter, and I was- re- Four years. Four years. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I had read, I didn't know this happened, but you were really online bullied at the time, and this was before social media and the chat yeah. rooms and stuff. That yeah. The Backstreet Boys fans, they're so- they can be very intense. Yeah, it's um, it was really interesting because I was I was also really young. I don't think people realized how young I was being bullied right. at, and so you know these are really prime years, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, when you're bullied in high school and it hurts. But I was being bullied in like on an international level, and it was very hard um, for me. And I think part of that alter ego of Will Afford and I want to be bad coming out was because I felt. I had to put on this really hard, tough exterior because I had been punched so hard that I felt like if I just come out like, I don't care what you say or what you think, then people will like leave me alone. But it's definitely before people recognized what cyberbullying was, yeah. I was definitely cyberbullied. Like I was seeing some of the stuff and it was very intense. It's insane. And what kind of scared me about it. Yeah. Is that I was reading, there's a, a girl named Melissa, forgive me, I don't know her last name, but she was in a girl group, Dream. Shuman. Yeah, and mm-hmm. she had dated Nick Carter as well, and during this whole Me Too movement, she yeah. came out and said yeah. some things that yeah. had happened, and she, in 2018, 2019, is mm-hmm. getting yeah. it's online bad. bullying from Backstreet Boys fans, yeah. and, and I understand loving an artist. I think that's... Yeah. Um, but it's sa- so sad to me. Yeah, so I've chose not to comment on right. that. I know Melissa. Um, I obviously... New Nick. Um, I am choosing not to talk about it at all, but I will say that if you weren't there, whether you're pro team Nick or you're team Melissa, if you weren't there, you have no right to hate on anybody. Whether it's Nick, you don't have a right to call him guilty without knowing. And it's whether it's Melissa, you know, you don't have a right to say that she's lying without knowing. So I think it's a really, Me Too has put us all in a really hard place. We're really having to evaluate, but it's weird. Our instinct is quickly to defend the celebrity or the the more powerful celebrity, and um, I, I think we've got we've got to be kinder to one another. I don't, you know, I, I it it hurts me to see how they've attacked Melissa again. Like I'm not going to comment on what I believe or don't believe. I just wish that people wouldn't be so non-supportive to women that are trying to maybe cry out for help. I I don't know if it's true or not. It breaks my heart, though, to see, to think about you being at such a young age. I mean, Melissa's an older girl, and of course... Well, these women that bully me are now in their, like, mid-20s to late-20s, maybe have children. 
I, in my mind, I like to tell myself that now they have kids and they recognize what cyberbullying is and they maybe, maybe feel bad or maybe they realize like, oh man, that, we didn't even realize what we were doing back then. But part of me also understands the human condition and knows certain people are never going to admit that they were wrong and they'll still feel a certain way about me. And that's really okay. I've come to the fact I'm okay with that. Um, I have a husband who loves me deeply. I have a son who loves me deeply right, and a family. <laughs> and my friends that know me would be like, it's laughable, but that's okay. You know? Yeah. What advice would you give to some young person dealing with online bullying? Because oh, now man. it happens all the time and it's sick. I mean, you have yeah. a child and it's, it's like, so bad. I think about how they're growing up now where it's like everyone is getting some sort of bullying. Yeah. By and the way, what's the interesting is there's two, there's twofold, right? There's cyber bullying and we're comparing ourselves. So we're bullying ourselves. It's happening two different mm. ways, right? So, and you can't say that I'm not bad about that or you're not like I'm constantly looking and you can compare yourself to other moms or you can constantly compare your face do I look young enough still or do I have this or you know or oh they flew in a private jet that day and and I didn't you just have to like really cancel out the noise and start focusing on what's more important um and with the cyberbullying it kind of goes down to the same thing I have a phrase that I use all the time which is hurt people hurt people If I remind myself that my perpetrator, whoever's hurting me, they have been hurt, it helps me to forgive them immediately. Right. That sounds crazy. But it's 16 and 17. That's like a learned behavior. It took me a very long time. Look, Mm -hmm. I'm 38 years old now. I can say it now. 16 and 17, you're just in tears all the time. Yeah. You know, you're a faith, a person of faith yeah. too. Did have you always been? Or? Yeah, I've always been a Christian. Um, believe it or not, <laughs> for bad. I what? No, I was. I, I always, um, always loved me some Jesus, but I was not. Uh, I did. I wasn't born and raised in the church, so I didn't go to church, and I didn't, and I, um, I didn't have that support system, those friends, those family members. Um, it was just, it, yeah, it was just different back then. And I, when I moved to Texas, I think is when I really found you know, church and found the Lord and really re-plugged into that. And I think it's what really saved me from myself. It really helped me to be okay with some of the things that have happened to me and say, I forgive these people, or I forgive this situation and, and really move forward in a positive way now. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I suffer from depression and anxiety, and yeah. I feel like there's certain times where uh, you know, I struggle with my faith, but there are certain times where well, it's harder, in the, yeah, it's harder it's in the gay community harder, with faith. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Everybody, don't know. by the way, everybody struggles. I think everybody Everyone struggles stuff, with depression yeah. and anxiety at different levels. I just don't think we talk about it. But I think everybody does. There's probably three instances in my life where I was definitely depressed and definitely needed mm-hmm. help out of the dark tunnel. So those three times, how what ages were were they well, different one ages? Of them, one of them was during the whole cyberbullying. Yeah, that was probably coming off the cusp of all that. I mean, that was quite a long time of therapy trying to work through some of that. Um, uh, definitely when I got a divorce, but that was circumstantial to to divorce. Um, and uh, I, I would say there was another time there in the middle that was probably not probably just trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life at that point after yeah. music. But um, and mine's mostly circumstantial. It's when, you know, kind of things did not go well or people were hurting me that I let that really seep in. Some people, it's not that some people, it just comes on out of nowhere. And so. It's good that we can talk about it. I know. I always try to bring it up. And, you know, I know some people are more comfortable talking about it than others, but I think it's it's good because whenever I hear people talk about it, I feel better about my own stuff. We all have it. And yeah. you're, you're lying if you don't. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about BSB. Did you see that new Lou Perlman documentary? 
Oh gosh, no! It's it's on YouTube. I don't know. It was, it, it was really interesting, but I wondered: Did you ever see him around? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not a good dude. He's not a good guy. I know a lot, but he's not a good guy. Yeah, no, not a good man at all. Um, and yeah, it seemed I mean, he it deserves. Was... He, yeah, it's not good. He was not a good guy, and that was a good example of just unfortunately power and money and. It just, it got worse and it got worse. And so I'm glad that at least we, it's come to light quite a bit. I don't know that the full blow of it has come to light, but at least some of it has. Yeah, the documentary was interesting and it seemed like there were other things that were alluded to, but they didn't get too deep into it. Right. Well, there's a lot of alluding when people, when, you know, people don't feel confident or comfortable coming out about certain things. I think you're always going to have some, you know... And some people do it to protect their families. And maybe I'm one of those people, but I'm not by Lou Pearlman, but I'm just saying like, I, I, I don't want to put my family through something. So therefore I choose to not talk about it. Right. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, he was not a great man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although he brought you many a great things. Right. You know, but it's like, you take cost, the, yeah, yeah, it's like with the bad, cost. but yeah, nobody should treat humans like that. Okay. So now I'm lightening things up. We <laughs> talked a little bit about, I want to be bad, but I also, I was texting you this last night. I love, did you understand that? <laughs> love it so so much i as i was prepping i know there was this article that came out a couple years ago i think it was an interview with maybe billboard or something yes and you had talked about how the second out you had talked about the second the single second single dropping yeah and everyone picked up on this headline it said like will afford oh. blames 911 yeah which by the way which was not what if you, you did. watch if, the interview right. or you listen to the or you read the interview it's not what i said at all but one uh, it took completely taken out of context of course it's called clickbait yeah well, they did it to me but yeah. so i wonder can you clear it up i know you if people look at that interview they can see that that's not what you were saying. You were saying this single was released. The second single, did you understand that? Which should have been a huge hit. <laughs> should have been like a number one because I love it. Like, I love it. I love it so, so much. Literally, that's still on all my playlists. Like, no joke. And a toast to men, but we'll I get there. Um, but did you understand that? Was the second single, and it was released on September 11th, yeah. 2001. Yeah. And you were just saying, like, your career, it was a different, it was hard for a pop star. At Yeah, at it was time. very hard for a pop star. I mean, it was one of those things that, it was very crowded radio space, right? So, sl- you were slotted when you would come out. It was very... Very crowded radio space. And I remember one of the articles, or no, like I remember a, a not a fan, but like a person that was like bad mouthing me said, Well, Jay Z's album did just fine. And Mariah Carey I was like, Did you hear what you just said? Jay Z. Yeah. Willa Ford was not Jay Z. Yeah. I didn't have five <laughs> albums out. You know, it was just an interesting. And by the way, even Mariah Carey struggled at the time with glitter. I mean, it was a different landscape. Glitter yeah, came out right around. It was definitely a different landscape. I mean, but really, it, what it boiled down to is just everybody in New York sort of shut down because we all, we were all in this like, what the heck survival mode. So yeah, there was no disrespect meant in in what I said. And if you want to see, you can read the actual article versus the fake, but. That was one of those situations where it was really unfortunate because I hadn't done interviews in a long time because I just felt like I didn't want to to talk to people because you never know when they're going to do something to take advantage. And that was just one of those situations, you know, it's like you did like something that seemed totally innocent and then people turn it on its head and that's just the price you pay for, you know, it is what it is. Right. But so you, after that, you recorded a second album. You released a song called Toast to Men, yeah. Fuck the Men, which yeah. I also love. Yeah. Another gay anthem. <laughs> My <laughs> friends and I, like, when when I first moved to LA, I remember we used to go out and, like, 
we would that would be our toast as yeah. we would pregame and the toast yeah. I wrote it down. Here's to the men we love, here's to the men who love us, here's to the men we, we love, love who, who don't, don't love us. us. Fuck the men, let's, let's drink, drink to us. us. I mean, yeah. come on. Is so you know better? that so basically I went back home for a while after the um first album and I just wanted to be normal. And I was going to some sorority parties with friends. So that's where I did not. So you heard that from the sorority because it's a sorority. I am not the original person to say that. They were doing a toast and that was the toast. And I was like, how has nobody written a song about this? I immediately got back to New York and was like, I am writing a song about this toast because this is hilarious. And, um, And then had Lady May come in and we just like totally just went for it. And it was so much fun. It was a really fun song. But I think that album... You know, if I can be really honest, I think I didn't know, I didn't know where I needed to go in the landscape. Music was changing so fast. I didn't know who I was. I wanted to do something with a little bit of a, like, had a little rock edge. They were telling me rock can't be done by a girl at this point in time. And that was right <laughs> and before Avril Lavigne Avril jobs, and Kelly Clarkson. completely changes what she does. Right. But everybody's like, it's not going to work. So, like, I had wrote all these songs because I'm the writer. So I wrote all these songs that they're like, this is never going to work. We need you to make the same pop album. And I got the same thing that a lot of singers do, which is you do one album and then you change and you want to do something different. And the record company's like, this is not. And then you feel the tug and the pull. And yeah, I think that's kind of what happened. So... Then that the second album never came out. Would yeah. but it was leaked. Yeah. Was it mostly? It was mostly leaked. Online. It was leaked. Yeah, I don't know how stuff gets leaked. It's really interesting. Like some stuff was leaked out. Sometimes like, oh, this was on the second album. I was like, no, it wasn't. It was just a demo. It was you know, I write two hundred songs for one album. And you said you're still writing. Like you just were in Nashville writing. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. Stuff. So like I still I still write here and there. I just had a friend that contacted me. He's in town. He's like, hey, can we write? Uh, so would you write for other artists or would you want to, if you write something that you loved, you have to sing it? Uh, no, I would totally give it to yeah. another artist. Um, the problem for me is I don't have any time. <laughs> yeah. You're busy. I mean, you have a hundred things well, going on. And you I have just, a child. And- I, I just decided that when I switched these gears and when I did this, that I was going to go full steam ahead and really take everything that I did seriously. And I'm one of those people I'm like OCD over the thing that I'm doing at the time. So I'm so full tilt into interior design. There's no room for anything else at this point. Now, if I write on the side, it's just for me and for fun. And if it gets placed because it's with another writer, co-write, that's fine. Yeah. Now, you shifted into acting. You did. You played Anna Nicole Smith. I did. What did you learn about her playing? It was really her? great, actually. I learned a lot about her. I think, um, I think people really thought... Again, here goes press, right? She's a gold digger. And that was like the end of it. And that was not the situation. We are talking about a girl from an abusive past who found an old man that made her feel safe. Mm. And that old man that made her feel safe was love to her because she never understood what love looked like. So I think people were like, that's disgusting. We're talking about a young woman who was abused from a very young age. And this man was safe. Like, I don't think people understand how that makes us make decisions later in life. So I loved playing her because I dug all that stuff up and was like, wow, she was so much more complex than any of us realized. And how sad that we couldn't help her help her like through her mental health issues that were based on how she was brought up. You know, it's what's so interesting to me is just talking to you about both the pop career, which came at a time when young women were really at the front and center of the pop music. Mm-hmm. And then in playing Anna Nicole's, like you've had such a an interesting look inside fame that I think most people have never gotten. Seen a lot. You've seen a lot. And it yeah. just seems I, I mean It's fleeting, it's true. Fame so, is fleeting. What do you so what do you God, is it is it just fame must be such a turnoff 
Right. Oh, yeah. So it's really interesting because so I was saying something about the interior design business and we'll get into this, but we've talked about this. Like I've decided to come back into the limelight and do a show. And it took a lot of conversations with myself, with my family to see if I was ready to do something like that because I was so turned off by it and I'm not dogging it. Like, you know, I loved singing. I loved being up there. I loved writing, but there's so much that comes with that. And like really preparing yourself for it's okay if people don't like you. That's so hard. Like, am I, I don't yeah, think I'm the only no, one that struggles with that, but literally I put my heart out there for people to just stomp it. And I think about all the celebrities, that's really what they do. Right. Even celebrities that people are like, they don't have any talent. I don't know why they're, and it's like, look, it doesn't really matter. They're hardworking. Yeah, they're putting they work hard out at, there and they're, they're putting themselves working, out there. Yeah. Let's not stomp on them. But that's that's what we do as a society. It's hard, especially as a creator. Like even this little podcast I have, yeah. it's like I, I want to, of course, take feedback and, and criticism and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. occasionally it, it's hard when you work so hard on something and people mm-hmm. don't know how hard you work. It's on your something, baby. Right? And it can just be so discouraging and and hard when you do hear something negative and i'm not talking criticism i'm talking about constructive criticism is very very different different than just crapping on somebody yeah and if we can all take a moment we all have done it i've done it myself and one of the things like we talked about this like i'm a christian i'm on this fast right now it's why we're drinking green juice which is the worst thing (laughs) we're drinking green juice and um but it's really it's true like be kind to your neighbor and we are just jerks Brutal. we are so mean and judgmental to each other and ourselves i can't take it do you think that your image at the time because it was so upfront with your sexuality mm-hmm. do you think it made people be harder on you i don't know if this yeah. question makes sense yeah I'm just i don't think they now. thought there was a depth to me i think that they saw one speed so it's like if there's a one and a ten they saw a ten but they never saw my like five my six my right. three and it was kind of like they didn't even want to see it at yeah. that point, it was like, no, 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 you're just this. Let's just see that. And it's like, well, there's a lot more to like, I'm classically trained, you guys. Like, I don't have to sing like this. Like, I yeah. can actually, it's like, no, 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 we're good here. And so, yeah, I think, I think coming out guns blazing, it was so funny. Even 10 years later, going into an audition room and like playing, trying to play the girl next door, they're like, it's crazy because no, we don't see her as the girl next door. And you know, agents will be like, you need to meet her. And then they meet me they're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what did you guys expect to be to come in like guns blazing and booty shorts? Yeah. Like, no. It's weird, too. At that time in pop, it was different. I mean, that was a year be- when I Want to Be Bad came out. It was a year before Christina came out with Dirty. And I remember when that came out, that was a, a similar situation where I felt like in the media and, and people were, mm-hmm. it felt like they had a liberty to say she's a slut, a whore. Isn't that crazy? Whatever, because she was wearing the assless chaps mm-hmm. and she was, you know, mm-hmm. up front with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. And I almost think the reflection of self where it's like, I'm afraid to be that way with my sexuality. Mm. So some people think I can, I can comment on them being that way. Does yeah. that make sense? I just think that people are scared of what they don't understand. Mm-hmm. And so Christina was just being an artist and that was her art. And whether you like it or you don't, art is made to provoke an emotion. And that was her art. And so people came at her hard for it. She gained some fans. She lost it. It's just, you're always going to have that. I guess at the end of the day, it's like, just try to figure out where your moral compass is and try to point north. Otherwise, don't listen to people. 
Yeah, you have to tune it out. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about interior design. You do have a show. We're not allowed to say too I many know, specifics, I but know. you do have a show coming back. I do. And you will be back in the spotlight. And I can't wait for it. I'm super excited. You told me <laughs> a little I'm bit nervous. about it. You, t- you told me a little bit about it. And it's like, oh, this is going to be good. Like, yeah. I didn't, I said that. I was like, this is legit. You're like, gonna I'm going to watch this. <laughs> like, literally going to watch it. it. Sounds like a great concept. Is there anything you can tell no, us about? No, I mean, it's coming out um, late summer. So you'll see it on your. Normal It'll TVs, be a big, it'll yeah, be a big yeah. Thing. You'll it'll see on your thing. normal TVs. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. I'm I'm part of a cast. There's there's multiple people involved. I'm the interior designer on it. Some good people involved. Um, I can tell you, it's not HGTV. If right. that helps. Um, Do you watch any of that stuff? I used to a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm a cord cutter, so me I don't too. watch TV yeah, right now. Too. But yeah, I watch shows that I like, but I don't watch all of it. it, it there, there's a lot of different stuff on there for a lot of different people. But as an interior designer, my life is interior design. So I kind of don't want to go home and watch it at night. Yeah. I think for people, it's their escape from their real jobs. But for me, it's my real job. Yeah, so it's like it, the like sweating, last thing like, I oh. want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we have a show coming out in July. You'll meet myself. You'll meet my whole team. And Will um, your family be on it? No, my family's off limit. That's good. Yeah. So that was just, you know, again, going back into the spotlight, that was a discussion. We have a two and a half year old, Elijah, and he, he needs to be protected. If Elijah was like, I want to get in the music industry, would you? I would. I, so yeah. Seems, it it seems tough. Whatever my son wants to do, ultimately, whatever his path he chooses, I'm going to support that. But only if he has the talent to back it up. I'm not going to be the mom watching my kid on American Idol that's like off key and like nobody ever told me I couldn't sing. No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be like, you know what? I love you. You can play a little guitar, maybe write some songs, but. Okay. I'm sorry. They're doing construction above me. Oh, it's hi. a nightmare. They're just like, quiet down. You're very loud. You're very loud. Between the um, cleanse and the construction upstairs, I'm, like, I'm on the edge. I'm I gotta on the brim. Go. I got to get out of here. Um, yeah. So I. That's kind of it. So we'll we'll be coming out, and my family's not; they're off limits. My sweet husband is off limits. And are there trends in in interior design? Like, is that farmhouse style still in, or like what's really funny? Are there trends? Yeah, there's always trends. There's always trends, and then there's always classic. So I give people trends when they ask for them. But Mm. my goal as an interior designer is to come back to a house in 20 years and not like want to run out the door. Yeah. Because trends come and go pretty darn fast. So, yeah, that farm modern, I mean, Joanna Gaines is incredible. I, I think she single-handedly oh, yeah. put so many trends on the map and um, what a positive role model, you know, on TV. Sure. I love them. Um, but I do think the market got super, super saturated. Yeah, everything. I mean, uh, and she knew it too. She knew it. She yeah. knew to pull out because she was like, this is getting way saturated. And she went to focus on family. They were smart family. to stop that show. I think they're doing something else now. Yeah, but. I think, yeah, I think they, but they stopped it when they did. I think it was good. I think, yeah. you know, things take their course and then you, you find new paths. But she single handedly farm side modern. Do I think it's going to be around forever? No, I think pieces of it will, will last and will yeah. be, you know, integrated into design. But I got so addicted. There was like a weekend where I binged a million episodes of that fixer upper. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really aggressive. You suddenly like bought a tool belt <laughs> and you bought like a hammer. Well, my boyfriend and I like literally went to Target and bought the whole Chip and Joy online. <laughs> of course we're, you did. We're, I was like literally obsessed with it for a solid like maybe two weeks. And then I. <laughs> and then you're like, can we return this? It stuff? was just like, an, uh, you know, enough is enough. I'm looking I, like, around and I was like, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Look, I was like, I, I, saw, I see the Ottoman. I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, I'm not afraid of Target. I, I also almost, I, I used to have these Chip and Joanna placemats and I actually lit them on fire with the Yankee Stop Candle it. Advent Calendar. I don't. <laughs> There's a lot in that, There's what a... you just said. The Yankee Advent Calendar. 
I, oh, I love a candle. And if you, you know, Yankee Candle, they'd had like an advent calendar where it was like a different candle. candle every, wow. They don't sell it in the U.S., but I ordered it. They stopped my, selling it because people burnt their houses down with Literally them. <laughs> almost burned my whole kitchen, old kitchen down, like not this place, but... Um, but the Chip and Joanna placemats were non-flammable, so they like literally saved. If they were flammable, they, you know my what that whole was? apartment would have burned down. Let me tell you what that was. That's a mom. Yeah, that's a mom. Joanna, she right. was like, make sure these things can't be ripped, burnt, torn. Yeah, that's a mom designing. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. So I, she saved my life. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, we talked a lot about the pop girls that you came up with. Yeah. I wanted to throw some names out there, and I wanted to see if you have any like good memories, juicy stories, a favorite song of theirs, like okay. any kind of memories. All right, uh, Jessica Simpson. I love Jessica Simpson. Did By you... the way, she just like killed it later in life, which I love. I know, I know. Her branding is insane. Yeah. Did you watch Newlyweds at that time? Did you ever watch? I never that show? watched Newlyweds. Never no, um, I never watched Newlyweds. But I. It, my my sweet memory of Jessica Simpson one time was she came up to me on stage and everybody kind of pitted us all against each other. But she came up to me and she was like, I just wanted to let you know, I really love your voice. It was really sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like very authentic out of nowhere, said it to me. Um, and she's a she's a great singer. I will say the Is facial. <laughs> well, some of the facial things. She's got a great. Some of the things you posted just had me rolling. I was like, I mean, I, but we all like. If you went know, through stuff I with know. me, you'd be like, wow, well, yeah. I mean, I love her to death, but then. I mean, I, I'm, I, there's no but. I just love, I love I her so much. I think she's pretty much who she is. I think she's pretty frank yeah. about it now. And I love that now later in life, she just embraced the fact that, you know. She's great. She was, yeah, she was known as a little ditzy and then she just embraced it and then was like, I'm the secret billionaire now. Bye. Such <laughs> smart marketing. And I think, I don't know if it was her father, Joe, who did it, but like just putting her in that newlyweds lane and then embracing the ditziness. Like, I don't know. She struck gold at that time. It was like, yeah, I have no idea how it happened. I just know I'm happy for her. Yeah. Um, Mandy Moore. Now you changed your name because of Mandy Moore. Yeah. Sweet Mandy Moore. So yeah, Mandy Moore and I were in a girl group together called I Candy. Let me spell that for you. I K A N D. What? That's right. Out of Orlando, Florida. I did not know this. For like a brief, brief moment. Um, And she was just very that sweet. That was before Candy. The, oh, that was before she signed with Epic Records. Really that was before she signed with Epic. That's before I signed with MC. Oh, yeah. We were before we were signed. We were very young. I was and 17. I think I was 17. No. I might have been 17. She was like 14 or so. How many she was girls very young. in this group? There was four of us. A girl named Lauren Mayhew, who I'm still friends with, and a girl named Thalia. Don't know. Oh yeah, wait. Which not the? No, thought, I don't no. think so. Okay. I don't. I have no idea what what, what is becoming. Where she is? Yeah. yeah. Everyone has a, a story. Re- research. Somewhere. Everyone has a story, and she is somewhere. Um. Yeah. So we were in a girl group, and I was going by in that group. I was Mandy, and she was Lee, because we are both actually Amanda Lee. Wow. And so we all we both went by Mandy, and I was obviously the dominant older one. So I got Mandy, and she got Lee at the time. Well, then we went our separate ways. Signed records. Her record company went the route of um. She got songs written for her. Um, Jive like wrote Candy and I went the route of um, a writing tour because I wanted to write my own music so it took me a lot longer to obviously come out too and um, yeah and then so Mandy came out and my record company's like well we cannot release you as anything Mandy now so they took my last name Williford and split it into two basically yeah but I love Mandy Uh, Britney Spears we talked a little bit about she's going through I mean she's always had I think um, her own struggles and she's yeah I'm so proud and ex- and happy for her that she's getting treatment for right that she was like hey you know what I need a little help here rather than like letting it go anywhere else and that's a good thing as a mom knowing when to say okay I need help um yeah I love Brittany I don't think there was any 
anybody that would question her work ethic, how hard she worked. Um, I still think she's insanely talented. Yeah. I don't care. Like you can make fun of her singing or you can make fun of her whatever, but the girl could actually sing. That's what's interesting. It was hidden behind the kind of stuff that she was doing. Uh, which I'm- and also she has this, uh, an it factor that is indescribable. I mean, she's able to make those songs, even if her voice isn't necessarily like soaring to the octaves that like Whitney Houston is doing or whatever. Yeah. She's still making that song such an, the way she's, catch, uh, I don't know if I'm, yeah. how to yeah, yeah, yeah. say it. No, but. I love Britney. I mean, I really don't have much bad to say about any of those so far. I mean, yeah. I won't say anything too bad about somebody, but yeah. I'll let you know if they're not, I'm not a fan. When I say not a fan, you know, it's like, you know. Mm, okay. Um, I also, everyone I've ever talked to that's like come in contact with Britney, they always say such wonderful things that she's just a nice, sweet, yeah, Come that's a, yeah. She was very, very like down to earth and sweet and kind. Okay, Christina. So I've never met Christina. Can you oh, believe that? Oh my god! Yeah, in all of the decades and all of the years, I never got to meet her. So since I've never met her in person, I have, I cannot. I was like bracing myself for a. Oh yeah. I, I so like, no, I literally have nothing to say except for I have mad respect for her, but so I don't, I don't know her. Around this time, like, were you able to listen to these? Did you like these other girls' music? Like, do you have a favorite Britney song? I don't or were you think like, I like, oh, like not- bought their albums, but I think that was deliberate because you wanted to be careful not to ever because you're Copy. always influenced by what you're listening to. So I was always listening to something in like an R and B market or you know like just something that was very different. Or I was listening to foreign records just to try to get a different vibe because you didn't want to just keep re you know keep doing the same thing. Okay, uh, we talked about Mariah Carey. Did you ever meet yeah. her? Yeah. And it's the craziest story. <laughs> oh my God. Can you tell me this story? I was story? there the day that Mariah showed up to TRL in a bikini and an ice cream no, thing. Willa Ford, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. You yeah, have I was to there that up. day with Carson and we were like, what? wait, were you host? Were you co-hosting? I was, uh, yeah, I think I was co-hosting that day and I was, holy <laughs> shit. Carson and I were like, what? They're like, Mariah's here with an ice cream. It was a she very, walked it was out a with an ice cream cart no. and she had a, a long shirt on and yeah. then she took off the long yeah. shirt. No, it was legit. Like not, nobody knew it was happening. So no one knew like, that she was coming. Nobody knew she was coming. Like, no, like she literally grabbed that cart from like this Times Square street. It was insane. Yeah. And I didn't really get to meet her because like I was told to stay in my dressing room when she walked by. <laughs> oh my God. So after That's she I was leaves- told to stay in my dressing room so she could walk out. Holy she didn't want anybody crap. in the halls. Yeah. I... Literally, you are I, not allowed to look at her. I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. Uh, so after she leaves that day at TRL, what was the vibe like? Literally just head scratching. Head scratching. Nobody understood what had just happened. We were just like, what is happening? Did yeah. you like doing the TRL stuff? Loved it. Yeah. Carson was a dream to work with. Such a good dude. I was going to, um, he's on my list. I was going to ask yeah, Carson. Carson's the best. He was such a good dude. Um, always just a supporter of whatever you were doing. Um, kind, gentle. He was perfect for the job that he had because he was just so good with people. And it's really funny because when he did the voice, when he got the voice, even my mom called me. She's like, I'm so happy for Carson. Uh Look at, he's doing so good because everybody loved Carson. And he's great on the Today Show too. Yeah. Uh, I... I loved watching TRL so, so much at that time. I mean, I, I remember Dave Holmes, who's amazing, too. Dave's amazing. We and, hosted the New Year's Eve together. We like... Oh, my God. I love Dave. Yeah. All of them you are amazing. You did a lot of hosting on MTV I did, yeah. So I didn't sign on as a VJ because my manager told me they didn't want me to, but I was there all the time. I basically was like a co-VJ. Um, but I worked with everybody there. I worked with Brian McFadden, Caduce, wow. Lala. Take me back. I want to go back oh to that God, time. Oh, my God. I know. But I loved... I cannot give you one personality. I will tell you this. MTV was very good about this. If somebody was not a nice human, they were gone. Mm. Hillary, Hillary Burton, right. who is now married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I did Magic City with. I was in the trailer one day and he's like, you know, my baby mama. I'm like, who? 
And then it was Hillary. So, I mean, all these people had one common denominator, um, other than kind of being beautiful people, we'll be honest. Yeah, they're all good. They, they're common denominator. They were kind. They were all easy to work with. MTV was very smart about hiring easy to work with VJs. I mean, what a thrill, though. Like, you're just on the job one day, and Mariah just walks through with a fucking ice cream cart. And I mean, you get locked in your dressing wow. room. It was total thrill. Uh, <laughs> now, you also filled in for the Pussycat Dolls in Vegas. Did you know them when they were all no, together? No, so, so that is um, so that was a residency. So basically what happened was they branched out the show. It wasn't the Pussycat Dolls at all. It was so, the Vegas Pussycat Dolls correct. show. Yeah. I knew Eden's crush. Ugh. Get over yourself. Some of the girls, yeah, I knew Eden's crush was like you know, Nicole. I think was in, and Nicole's. then and then went to Pussycat Dolls. But I, um, freaking Eden's crush, man. And then, uh, yeah. So Eden's I went, crush had two songs that I loved: "Get Over Yourself," and then they had a slow one, "Love This Way" or something. Maybe I, I literally okay, can't yeah. remember. No, and I, that's horrible. No, I, um, once again, it's a blur. <laughs> but then, yeah. So I went to Pussycat Dolls to open their cabaret show. Like they were going back to the old school, and they wanted to open up the cabaret show, and so. They hired me to come out and be the lead for that, and that was for like an eight-week stint. Because I was thinking how perfect you would have been to lead the Pussycat Dolls, because Nicole left, and I was like... Yeah, but I was... Yeah, but I think like... Yeah. At been. that point, I had worked... Yeah, I had worked with them, and I don't... Yeah. Okay, and Sync. Did you ever meet them? Did you know them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. NSYNC. Um, did so you tour I did, with them, or did you... No, I never toured with NSYNC. Um, obviously, I knew NSYNC back in the day, too, but I knew NSYNC. I did all their charity events. I went... Mm-hmm. Oh, we go all... To, all I saw a picture of you online with Britney at like the in the basketball the game. One. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was like, oh, they're on the court together. It was like, we're we're good. Like we actually right. like each other. Like a, was no, people just would because you guys were people both would say women. it, and it's like we like each other. Uh, when we were talking, I remember people like there was a picture of us talking, and people like were like, oh, what are they talking about? But, but Will is telling her off. Like it was just like weird. It's, like, oh no, god. we were just saying like, oh my god, I feel goofy playing basketball. Um, Which, by the way, too, that's such a weird thing. Like I would be horrified to be playing basketball in front of people not as a professional. Basketball. Oh no, like I was ratchet she like actually played yeah. Brittany actually played and I, I i told everybody on my team i was like don't like do <laughs> don't not pass me the ball. the ball like there's certain things i play this is not one of them um <laughs> but all the guys from nsync i love chris kirkpatrick i hosted miss teen usa with as well we had a blast together love him um justin was always really cool uh lance of course who doesn't love lance um joey i see all the time joey is just a goof love joey so yeah i mean i love all of nsync Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s-h-o-p-i-f-y.com slash everything iconic this show is sponsored by better help 
And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Did you ever have any uh, romances with any of these pop guys or music guys Nick. besides Nick? I'm, well, I was done after that. Yeah, you were like, no more men in the industry. <laughs> well, no, I just was like, I don't want to be with somebody that could get me cyberbullied. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I can only imagine, honestly. Like, it just seems... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was Seems definitely, hard. like, some, like, oh, so-and-so talked about you and likes you, and, like, you should go on a date, but, like, it never got past a date, because it was just not feasible. Do you think it was much harder for women at the time than men in the industry? I can't say. Yeah. I think the guys worked really hard, too, so um, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Right. Now, what do you watch on TV? What do you like pop culture-wise? Like, do you, you cut the cord, but is there any shows yeah. that, like, you won't miss? or? Yeah, so... I am like a series. I'm like at the Game of Thrones junkie, mm-hmm. like total Game of Thrones junkie. Who is not? Yeah. But I am. Um, Game of Thrones. I love. Uh, I love the OA. So oh, my boyfriend just watched just the totally, second season. I he know, said it's I, amazing. I couldn't stop. I couldn't yeah. stop. I think you need to be kind of smart to watch. It, I'm just gonna say. Yeah, I'm not smart. I try to watch an episode. Like, I, I, don't get I it. have to watch reality TV. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. So I don't really watch a lot of reality TV. So like, I've probably never watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I just, I not that. I don't like it or think it's good. I just, yeah, it's just not. It. Yeah. At the end of my day, like I love to get into a good series and I don't have a lot of TV time to myself. Um, so when I do have it, it's usually a series. What about music? Are you, what, what do you listen to? Do you listen to country a lot now? Do you- yeah. Uh, I listen to everything. I am still one of the avid satellite radio users mm-hmm. because I like to listen to, I go from forties to seventies to like I, I, I literally never turn on the 2000s <laughs> i know what you're probably playing on there all the time <laughs> right because i'm like okay people always screenshot me like hey look who's on my radio I'm like great um but i i i love country i love bluegrass uh i love jazz yeah i listen to everything you know i'm just having a vision right now of I also loved your um, Santa Baby, Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I think I posted that at Christmas time. It was such it a It was great... such a good song. Yeah, so... Did so, you write that? Yes. Yeah, oh my so God. So what happened was MTV was making a TRL album, and they put out that they wanted like songs for it, but they wanted originals, and they... Yeah, so I went in one day with Eve Nelson, who's a fantastic writer, um, and we decided to write this song. And I was like, I want to do a new take on Santa Baby, but it can't sound like Santa Baby. Like, it's yeah, got to be. Because it it's not Santa Baby. It's, no. But that's the and name so of the she song. just started coming up with this beat, and then we just started writing it. Yeah. So her and I wrote that song together. I finished it. I mean, literally, we finished it and mixed it and shot it off. And like the next day, it was like, oh my God, they're pumped about this. They're, they're putting it on the album. And then 
I can't remember exactly how it happened, but they like called me and they're like, it's the single. They want to shoot a music yeah, the video. The video was great too. You had hot guys in the video. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah and they're like, they want to shoot a music video. And I'm like, oh. Okay, amazing. So, yeah, it was the single from the TRL Christmas album. We need a full holiday album from you. Oh, my god, That's what we need. Um, oh well, I know you're busy. You don't have time for that, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> and that song can be on it. Okay, great. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank I'm you so ex- I was so excited to meet you, and I'm so thrilled that you stopped yeah. by to do this. I really appreciate it. I've loved your music for so long, and I speak on behalf of many gays that we've all, I Want to Be Bad has given us all so much joy. <laughs> Can I play it in the episode? Is that do I have Absolutely. Okay. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put it. Yeah, you're like, can I do it? Oh, where can people find you on social media? Um, yeah, that's tricky. So I am now at W Ford Interiors on uh, Instagram and then I'm Willa Ford on Twitter. Okay. But somebody took Willa Ford on Instagram. That's honestly rude. I mean, to get it back. I'm pretty uh, sure people have named their kids after me, and they're the ones taking it now. I bet you have heard of it, because Willa, no one has that name. You've probably heard no, of there's people. Willa yeah, Ford's there's now. Willa's. Yep. Yeah, it's messed up. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> like, so you can put me there, and then, it. yeah, you can check out my design stuff. I post a little bit about myself. I'm going to be better about posting more of myself again, because I stopped, and I've been told that I need to. Yeah, and the show will be out late summer, and we'll hear so more. So then you'll see late summer, yeah. Yeah, I and then I'll wait. come back and we'll talk about what you're Please. watching. Oh my god, I'd love to. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch it. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank I want to say uh, thank you to Samsung Technologies for sponsoring the show. Please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. It's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash everything iconic. Click become a patron. For four dollars more per month, you get access to all the bonus episodes, and you're helping to support the show. Thank you, all the people that are over there. I love you guys so much for listening. Bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com.